So where do you, where do you hide the Christmas gifts in, in your house? Where are your hiding spots? I don't. That's Santa takes care of that, dude. Are you serious? You're gonna tell me? <laughs> He's gonna try to come over to my house and steal my kids' presents. This is unbelievable. If you had, that's not what tithing's about. If you Father. had sons, I'd believe that you bought them cool toys. I can't imagine I'd be have any interest in your daughters. Um, toys. all over. Unless you're getting them like a slingshot. All over, and honestly, like that's Nerf gun. Well, that's the problem is that all over. Because well, you're all over the house. Yeah, and so I have to write down things on my phone. So I'm glad you brought that up. So my parents notoriously forgot where they hid presents. <laughs> That's right, of course. In in our house, and it would be like June 20th, and then my dad would like come into the dining room or in the TV room, and he'd be like. <laughs> Hey, uh, Santa just came by because he forgot this. <laughs> so, he forgot to give you this on Christmas. Christmas in June. So this is for you. And I'd be like, what? And I'm like seven or eight years old and he's handing me some toy. Dad, I wanted this when I was five. <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward 20 years and my parents are moving out of our, our house in Elmwood Park and they're moving to Las Vegas. And as they empty out rooms to pack up and move, they find more toys. (laughs) And even, like, things they bought while I've been an older child, like high school or something, that they're still buying and hiding. Oh, my gosh. And they would find it, and they'd be like, yeah, you must have been, like, I don't know, 12 or 13 when we bought this. You still want this? Like, what was? Thank you, but no. Do I'm, you remember? Was there one gift that you remember? There, there were a, a couple. They're all related. So I did get into a, you know, like the porcelain Santa village. Like oh Christmas yeah, yeah, towns. yeah, like Department Fifty Six. I got into collecting those. That's hilarious. You did as a child. <laughs> as a child. Wow. Okay. I've always been kind of an old man. That's yeah. It's like uh, you and my dad were fighting over the same items. <laughs> See, I love your dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was collecting those as a child. And uh, my parents would buy the, the things for me. And then those, they would generally lose the smaller things, like a little bridge or a little firehouse or something like that. Those are cool. They're very cool. Do you still have some? I do not. What? I, I made the, de- the decision. I wish I could say it was out of piety, but it was not. It was out of practicality of when I was ordained. I was like... I'm not going to carry these to every parish I, I go to. So Little I, did you know, you've only been at one. I've only been at one. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave them away. But, wow. Okay. Well, that's generous. Generous to yeah. give them away. But that's my awesome. parents notoriously lost my presence. That is funny. All over the house. So you have to keep a list on your phone. I do. Yep. For for my wife's presence. See, cell phones when well, when we were kids didn't have... No, and no taking ability. It doesn't work to put that list on the fridge. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> Defeats the purpose. <laughs> Whereas the girls, well, Mariana can definitely read, and well, both of your girls can read. They're readers. Like, why do you have a list of, like, back closet, under stairs? Underneath my name. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, it, if I didn't do that, like, literally every Christmas, when he's like, where did we, didn't we get such and such a thing? Like, I think so. Where is it? I don't know. So, so I'll ask it. Your muffs on still, children. Um, when do you start the gift buying? Way like, too late. Are you late. picking stuff up all year? No. Oh no. Okay. No. I mean, every now and then, maybe, maybe. 
Okay. But usually not. No, where I am, you know me. Yeah. I start Fair buying enough. December twenty fourth. <laughs> so only one day I have to hide it. It's great. Uh, <laughs> another year where I got a, a screwdriver. <laughs> it's the only thing they had. I don't know. Um, no, not too early. I, like, okay. No, I wish I did better at that, but I don't. Producer Rick, do you have to keep a, a list as well? Or do you, you have yeah, a good memory? We, we, we have one spot. We have a spot. You got oh, one spot. They got a secret spot. Oh, they got the nice, spot. Nice. Closet that no one goes in. Yeah, with a padlock. <laughs> well, welcome to Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints to inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen. I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul Maneric. And December 6th, the Feast of St. Nicholas. Hey, I hope you guys were there. It was awesome. The um, OG... Santa Claus. Yeah, what a what a what an amazing saint um, Saint Nicholas was, and a saint who is perennially relevant, right? Like he's always yes. his message of anonymous giving is always relevant, and we're going to talk about that, but not today. Anonymous giving? Are we going to talk about anonymous? Giving? I think I think we're talking about Saint Nicholas today, right? But but Saint next Nicholas week and Santa Claus, right? Next week we'll talk about what it means uh, to be a good gift giver. Yes, gift giving. So, St. Nicholas, Paul, Director of Faith Formation, form us in who is St. Nicholas. So he's a bishop uh, of Smyrna, right? Uh, yeah. in, in Turkey, I think. Smyrna? Smyrna. Though so one of my favorite things is the legend of the Great Council when the yes. Council of Nicaea. Myrna. 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 Myra. How do you spell it? M. Y-R-A. Okay, so not Smyrna. I was wrong. But I did have all the right letters. I just added a few. Myra. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's in Because a- you were generous. I'm you were feeling being a generous the disciple. So, and that's in Better a- to add. Anyway. Asia Minor, and, which is modern-day Turkey. Turkey. Um, and he was a bishop there. And at the time of his uh, life, during his life, the Arian heresy was raging. And... This was a heresy. So obviously we talk about Christ having one person. He is one person, but he has two natures, a human nature and a divine. One divine person, two natures. Yeah. So he has a human nature and a divine nature. And so, but these things are, are interchanged. They're, they're fused together. They, they are not separable. And the, the Arians did Hypostatic didn't, union. Wow. These are the, there could be some big words. Boom, hypostatic union. So you might be taking Catholic. You might be at Catholic trivia night some night. Oh, there you go. You don't maybe, even know these things. Maybe we'll put. Maybe we'll reward our Ed Talks listeners by throwing this into trivia night. There we go. This is your one. You get this one, okay? Hypostatic <laughs> union. That's the that's your trivia. Um, so come, come and support the school. Um, so Saint Nicholas was a defender of orthodoxy and a defender of the true <coughs> understanding of Christ's human and divine nature united in this yeah. hypostatic union. And he in famously, and this is, I want to say this is true because it's a great story. It's, it's, it has to be true. It's it a great story. True. He got in a fight. With Bishop Arius. With, with Arius himself. He, he threw a punch at the council, popped him in the nose. Talk about defending truth. Boom! And it was pretty bold, too, because you think about it, like... Um, you go tell... go. I want to go back in time and try to explain our whole, like, 
current cultural understanding of tolerance to, to St. Nicholas. <laughs> he would not. He punched me in the nose. No. Called uh, love. Boom. So he it, it was bold because there there was a humongous and overwhelming popularity of this Aryan heresy, including backed by the emperor. So this is like you talk about sticking your neck out to go against the man. That's what he did. Um, what was it? St. Athanasius, right? Was also the great mm-hmm. defender of orthodoxy, Athanasius Contramundum, uh, against the world. So you have these these few noble bishops holding the line of orthodoxy. Um, so that's a really cool story that I, I, I yeah. love. Santa Claus punched a dude. Yeah. The, o, the OG. The OG Santa Claus punched Arius right in the kisser. Punched the emperor's favorite bishop. Um, so anyway, so that's a cool story, but the, the Santa Claus portion of his story is that there was a family in a destitute family and the father had only three daughters and they were impoverished. And at the time, couldn't afford the dowry. They couldn't afford a dowry to get married, which was a great shame. And they were, they, there, there was really no future for them outside of, of turning to prostitution, essentially. This yep. was this was where the family found themselves, on because the, they had no money, they had no income, they were desperate. They were on the brink of, if they couldn't find husbands, to prostituting these three daughters, these three sisters. And secretly, St. Nicholas would toss in to their house at night a bag of gold coins that was enough for a dowry for one of them at a time. And he did this anonymously, and he did this secretly, and eventually somebody ratted him out, and it was like, we know it's, it's the bishop who's doing this. Yeah. And, but he did it without seeking fanfare. He did it merely to aid this family in their time of need. And that's pretty obvious for those of you who may not have heard the story before, to see where the connection between bags of money going through open windows, landing in or around shoes... You know, there's the, the St. Nicholas tradition of leaving your shoes out and then gifts are left by your shoes or in your shoes. Gold coins. So then the, the money being dropped down chimneys um, was also a, a legend that started in how St. Nicholas got the money and then, you know, Santa Claus um, and how you could see how the folklore evolved over time. And so St. Nicholas is the OG Santa Claus. And it's cool. I mean, I think it's great to when you understand the kind of Catholic roots yeah. to these modern traditions that we have. And I say modern; these are old traditions by now. Santa Claus isn't something new. It's not. Although Santa Claus is, as we conceive of him, he's a relatively new tradition. Sure. I mean, I I think that our vision of Santa Claus, I think the red and white, a lot of people say, is uh, Coca Cola. Um, oh, really? Yeah. That he was originally like he had green. Um, are different different yeah. stories. We think of like "Twas the Night Before Christmas," that great poem, which is an awesome poem. I yeah. love that poem. Um, but that kind, of, the, these, all of this happened in the 20th century, largely. Right. So it's really not that old. It's less than a hundred years old. Um, kind of the modern American Christmas. Yeah. And so much is shaped by. Did nostalgia. your family, when you were growing up, did you do like the Saint Nicholas leave the shoes out? I don't remember doing that, honestly. I don't oh, think we really? did it. Yeah, I don't think we did it. So I grew up doing it. Um, I think it was a... I think Italians pretty much adopted it, um, as well as yeah, a lot of Europe. Um, it was mostly an Eastern Europe tradition, though, I think. Mm. 
because um, I know a lot of Eastern Europeans that I've met, like St. Nicholas is a big deal. Like, uh, and in a lot of cultures, you get more gifts on St. Nicholas Day than you do on Christmas Day. Most cultures um, don't. Christmas isn't traditionally a gift-giving yeah, day Tiffany, for a lot. Yes. For many. Yep, yep. Um, but anyway, yeah, when I was growing up, I, my parents would always remind me to leave, leave my shoes out. And then I'd come down, you know, come downstairs the next morning and there'd be, you know, generally like, I guess I'm like a, like a, a movie, like whatever the, the, the Disney movie was that year for Christmas was the VHS is sitting in my shoe or my boot or next to it. Cause VHSs were huge in my theater and all that big, but yeah, um, they're big VHS. And, uh, yeah, so it's generally a, a smaller gift. Um, and then obviously the chocolate coins to, you know, represent the coin and money. And that's what happens at our St. Nicholas. We have St. Nicholas shows up at our St. Nicholas party. It, two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> he showed up. He brought chocolate covered, uh, well, not chocolate covered, chocolate coins wrapped in gold foil yep. and uh, told a story and posed for pictures and it's so, always an awesome event that we do. So, Paul, is it okay for Catholics to believe in Santa Claus? Or are we beholden to the St. Nicholas stuff? Wow. You're, so this is, uh, th- this is like you're writing a letter to Rome. And I'm here. I'm a CDF in the congregation. The Doctor of the Faithful. Um, yeah, but back I, when Ratzinger ran the CDF. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I would say, of course, it's okay. Of course, to it's okay. believe and to foster the magic of Christmas. Of course, I think that magic for you, for kids mm-hmm. is is so important. I'm I I dislike and I I, I, th- I think of C.S. Lewis when he's writing his Narnia series and the way that he describes. I don't know if you're familiar with the series that well, but in The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, they go to their, no. their cousin Eustace, and he's this little, just, and you just want to say, dude, stop it. Mm. Be a kid. He's like, everything's got a rational explanation, and there's mm. no magic, yeah, there's no. no imagination, and it takes, the imagination is a gift. Amen. And it is it is one of our helpful most... Helpful in the spiritual life. Yeah. It's helpful in life. It enables us to create, right? Yeah. And and you got to think God himself, what an imagination he has to create this wonderfully diverse and incredibly beautiful world and universe. And so it is, it, it's a gift from God, our imagination. So we should cultivate that with our kids. Um, I think it can go too far. Like it can go too far. I think sometimes sure. um, we, we, we obsess too much on it. I'm not a fan of the Santa's kneeling at the crush. I'm not a fan of that because then I think we start to mix the fantasy and the reality. Yeah. You know, so I don't like the potential message that sends that just as Santa is a magical myth, so is the Christ child. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't like the mixing of those two yeah. things, but I agree to 100% that kids got to be kids. And there's, there's, there's something, obviously, because it comes from an actual saint who gave out of generosity. It, the whole idea of Santa Claus is extremely Christian. It's beautiful. Yeah. But if, you, if you're oh. a virtuous young man or young woman, 
who follows the commandments and you love others as you want to be loved, the golden rule, then you're on a nice list and you're rewarded um, for living so generously. And if you live don't like, live do like that, me. Huh? if you live like me, you get coal. Coal, exactly. Yeah. As yeah. one of your dadisms, choices have consequences. Choices have consequences. That's and coal it. is a consequence. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I think that it's great. Yeah, I think it's that, very Christian. I think it's and I think it's healthy. And I think that it, like Chesterton, he talks about just the value of magic, the value of like of drag. Right, the like, kids need to know that there are dragons mm. because. There are bad things that happen, right? There are scary things and there are bad things that happen. And we need some force that's bigger than them. And we need to know that there's a force that's bigger than them. We need to know that there's some magic that's going to slay this dragon, right? And and, and the same thing with Santa Claus. This force for good, this magical force for good is out there and is just giving, Right. And we need to cultivate it and live it. Yeah, and it's I, I do. I think that it's a it's a it's a marvelous tradition. I think that it it's great and should be embraced. And I don't like the Eustaces of the world that want to say, well, technically, yeah, no one could live in the North Pole. <laughs> okay, Eustace. Okay, I follow Bella. I follow a young woman on TikTok who lives in an island close to North Pole. Well, so there you go. Celia. You're wrong, Eustace. People <laughs> do live there. And well. Thanks for listening to our podcast. I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul Maneric. And this is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints who inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. And punch bishops in the nose. Boom. What our, are you drinking, by the way? Uh, this is Dankful IPA. It's generously hoppy. Oh, nice. Sierra it kind of looks Christmassy. It does. I And, and it says Dankful, which Scroll looks like thankful? thankful. I don't know. I just got a good old Spanish You got a Sprite. Oh, there it is. Not our sponsor, but could Not be. But could be Sierra Nevada. We want more. This... We want Sprite to sponsor. They got way more money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but maybe not... you can. Maybe Sprite can sponsor to fix Val's office, mm. so we're not recording in the rectory dining room anymore. We can.